This is the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. Welcome to the Liberator Podcast. My name is Jeremy Kubitschek. As always, I'm with my good friend and business partner and partner in liberation, Steve Cockrum. Steve, what's up? It's good. It's good. Spring has sprung in London. The sun is out. The daffodils are blooming and we've advanced by another hour. So all my meetings with America are no longer um, at the wrong time. So that's good news. We're celebrating. You, you, you know, isn't there like the, is it Greenwich yes. time? Greenwich mean the time. The standard time. Yeah. But don't you think that we that the world would get that together? From those of you who don't realize that like daylight savings time is different for a period of time in per country. Like wouldn't there be just one global savings, you know, daylight savings? And I presume you're about to recommend Eastern Standard Time United States. <laughs> I think you'll find the Greenwich Mean Time. You can stand on the Greenwich Meridian at the observatory south of Greenwich and but the, the, the worst moment for me was when I was, we used to live in Phoenix, Arizona, and Phoenix don't bother with daylight savings because they, they don't need to. <laughs> so if you think mm-hmm. it wasn't just one hour, it was then sometimes other people would move and we wouldn't. So, you know, for us slow Brits. I'm just suggesting if you guys would go to Eastern Standard Time, I mean, if you just yeah. move on over yeah. to just adapt you've conquered, to You've us, conquered most things, but Greenwich Mean Time is staying in London. And luckily... <laughs> You can't move Greenwich. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, all right, man. Hey, uh, you know we had a we had a big week last week, Steve. Yeah. We had the book launch come out. We had a book launch party. You're about to have yours in in May. Is May twenty third. The European launch mm-hmm. of the hundred X leader. Um, that's going to be fun. Um, it's really great. I. I signed a few uh, foreheads of a few babies that Did came. You? I don't think they appreciated that because it was with a sharpie. <laughs> but I thought I thought that they were leaning in, wanting a signature, and then I realized halfway through that they didn't. Because you didn't do that over but here. No, you'd I'm have been joking. you'd have been in social services custodial sentence by now. We're very hot. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a very poor launch to the book, Jeremy. You behind bars and us posting bail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, orange is not your color. And then you. <laughs> And then you you try to prove that it wasn't you, and then yeah. they see your signature. Yeah, so there's not much you can stand on. No, it's awesome. So fun. And, uh, and I think as well, just seeing people use the 100X Leader Summit as well, and uh, watching. It's always hard watching yourself anyway, I find. I don't know about you. You seem to love it. but Oh, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I have myself looping on do most you? of our screens at home. Yeah, just constantly I think next on. year, you and I will just do the warm-up, and we'll let Maria and Amy do it, because they were a lot better than we were. <laughs> oh well for sure you um so <laughs> i'm just oh <laughs> uh, no you're, you're feisty for, today for did all... you get a good night's sleep or something or is <laughs> kelly being nice to you no i i uh it's probably having the 100x launch behind us or i'm like oh i can breathe a little yeah. bit you know for all those who don't know just the amount of work that goes in to launch a book and a summit and the coordination and uh, you know, and then you, because all of you listening, we we probably schlocked our books so many times, but it's so hard because you feel like you're promoting yourself, but you kind of are because you have to at least go, hey, this is what we're working on. What do you think? But it's really good, and so that's the the funny part of, in all of this. So it just feels relieving to move to the next one. Fantastic. So, um, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. We're, I mean, it was it's an incredible achievement. I mean, let's be fair. 
you are the Connector Creative. You saw a vision for launching the summit. And um, when a lot of people didn't understand how we'd ever pull it off, and we did, and everybody I've spoken to is basically giving me all the credit for it. So it's perfect, really. I said, oh, no, no, I don't, I don't need to take it all. <laughs> Jeremy helped a little bit putting this together. So I didn't, I didn't want you to feel I was being selfish and taking all the glory. Oh, no, that's great. It's great. Well, um, today, for those listening, again, for all of you, first and foremost, uh, just a thank you. Thank you for being liberators. Thanks for going for it, for wanting more. And thanks for appreciating our banter and putting up with it, maybe is a better way to say it. Thanks for uh, really participating in, in this in a, in a fun way. So we're just excited uh, for this season. And today we want to talk through... Um, really an idea of the 100X in taking it even further. So Steve, tee them up first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Remind them what the other words are for 100X. What do we usually call that? Yeah, it goes right back to the very beginning. Whenever I tell this story, I always think of us sat in Heads of Priory uh, with Susan Cumbus and that whiteboard where she was trying to get you and I, uh, who talk far too much, to be succinct and say, uh, no, you can't say that. What do you really want Giant to be and do? Um, we boiled it down to two words in the end, which I thought was quite an achievement. Susan deserves a medal, I think. And that was, whatever we did, could we create transformational change that lasted? That we'd been involved in lots of different things, you particularly with the big events that were inspirational, motivational, educational, inspirate, you know, but rarely transformational long term in people's lives. And the second one was, could we design a, a, a system of transformational change for, for leaders that they were equipped to multiply that change they'd experienced into the lives of those they led? without the need for expensive consultants. So if you think that was six years ago, Jeremy, that we were doing that, could we create a way to create transformational change, get people closer to 100% and it lasts, and also equip them with tools and a methodology that allowed them to multiply that X piece into the lives of every circle of influence in their life, in their families, their marriages, their teams, organizations, communities. It may be, you know, you look at it and go, actually, we've done it. I mean. 100x is now vocabulary people use, and there are enough people, even our guardian nurturer wives would say that actually that vision, that first phase of vision actually became reality. And there are many, many people who are saying, my life has been changed, and the lives of those I lead has been changed, because sometimes with that simple, scalable, sustainable principles, we built all the tools around. So 100x is a celebration, um, and a celebration of vision. Didn't we once have 100x.com? as an original website. So it was, th- it was in our thinking all those years ago. So with that, uh, what we've done is we take comp- uh, complex thoughts in theory and boil it down into practical methods and language so that everyone can use it. We always say, you know, if a 13-year-old can use it and understand it, then it will scale inside an organization. And so scaling is what we're after. We're after this idea of multiplication. of How does it become more than just one person? How does it spread? So some more language that we put around it we want to discuss with you today is an idea of become, build, and lead. Now, for years inside Giant, our organization, that's really become our mission. We want to help people become uh, leaders worth following. We want them to build leaders worth following and lead uh, organizations that everyone wants to work for. And this whole idea of become, build, and lead 
is a deeper level to think through the, the idea and the metaphor or the language of 100x. But we want to we unpack it over the next few podcasts because we feel like uh, there's so much more depth that we can take you on this journey. And really, if you think about uh, become, we've spent a lot of time on that. But build uh, now means uh, really being intentional. We'll, we'll talk through that. But building and leading are different things. Building is an intentional process. Leading is the day-to-day aspect. And I don't think enough time is being spent thinking about this concept of become, build, lead. So give us some of the thoughts that you have, Steve, just if you think through the idea of what that means. And then we'll, we'll kind of go deeper. And then uh, this will be the framework of our, our podcast upcoming. So I think the first thing that comes to mind, Jeremy, was that if you remember those first X cores we did um, with all those uh, amazing characters who trusted us in the beginning and came on our first program, we originally thought we were going to do transformation and multiplication in one year. We had these four quarterly retreats, two on, on 100 transformation, two on multiplication. And I think the thing that not surprised us, but the change we made quite quickly was it takes a long time to create lasting transformational change in behaviors of leaders. And so, as you say, I'd say a lot of our work over these last four or five years has really been on creating the tools and resources that help people get healthy. So gears, voices, communication code, all the tools that you're familiar with by now, all of those really are built around 100 and become has to be the foundation. Because if you are not healthy, it's not possible for you to build and lead other people. So that's the first principle for me is the reason we start with 100 and the reason we've in many ways invested the first 50 podcasts and the good few years is going, if you can't win that battle, at very least, you're only going to add value to your world. And the reality is you can't give away what you don't possess. So if you're not healthy, there's no amount of strategy and day-to-day leadership is going to somehow create a culture or a team or a family that's healthier than you are. So that's, I think, for me, the reason why Become is so foundational. And if that's what you're working on right now, stick at it because there's no point multiplying too much until that's healthy. Absolutely. In, in the metaphor of the 100X, we use Mount Everest. And so for those of you that haven't bought the book, this is the opportunity to go go buy it because you'll get it. You'll understand how deep we talk about acclimatizing. Is that the right word in the British? That's uh, really good, Jeremy. I'm yeah, yeah. so proud of you. Acclimatizing. And I will talk about... I thought you were going to say acclimated because I've been using that in a way of trying to honor your Americanisms. <laughs> but to, the idea of getting acclimated or acclimatizing is the simply expanding your ability to breathe, to see, to lead. So that means your own personal health. So it's really, really important So for all of us to continue to work on that. I Even this weekend, uh, I was knowing myself to lead myself going, okay, I've just had a year and a half of working hard on something how do I want to feel when I wake up Monday morning? And so it's just mm-hmm. thinking about yourself in a way that you continue to get better and better as a leader. That has to happen because you can't give what you don't possess. I'm working right now with a leader who has been probably about 70%. He's been a 70 plus leader for years, maybe a decade. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, he's getting to 90% and he's he's still 90 plus, but he's He's about to become 90x. 
And at the book launch party, um, one of his uh, senior leaders came to me and said, um, I just want to personally thank you. Um, and I won't say the leader's name. Let's just call him Tom, okay? But let's just say, he said, I want to thank you for what you've done in Tom's life. Tom is, like, I don't, we, we first thought he had cancer because <laughs> the, the change that's happening in him. <laughs> and, and so, but what was happening was just the reality is that Tom decided he was tired of being 70%. He wanted to get to the next level. Well, I'm helping him with his physical health. I'm working on his emotional health. I'm working on his mental, all areas of life. So he's, he's going to another level. So he decided he was tired of just being at camp two. He wanted to go for camp four. He wanted to actually go to the summit which is awesome. And so for the majority of us listening, that's exactly where we should be. And so that's really, really important Important to Steve's point. We should continue to strive for acclimation and being as healthy as we possibly can. And sadly, you never graduate the school of self-awareness. The moment you become accidental, your number will start going down, which is deeply depressing. And if we could come up with a business that had a pill that kept people close to 100% health and emotionally intelligent, we could probably uh, retire now. But sadly, we can't. Side note, we might want to think about that. I'm sure if we just put it in a pill, <laughs> kind of a plac- yeah, it's right. a placebo effect. <laughs> We've got a lot of pharmaceutical companies we're working with, so maybe we put that into their put that into their mix and go, guys, could you create the perfect the perfect spouse pill? That would just be awesome. So. Obviously, obviously, our, our wives, our wives have been feeding us that for years. Now, so, <laughs> um, so then, what happens then is you go, okay, become is important. We need to continue that. But then, if we get into build and lead, I don't think we've felt the freedom to go there because, to your point, we realized no, we need to stay on that one hundred percent. You need to, you need to constantly become because most people aren't. But to go to the higher levels of leadership means that you need to think Mm -hmm. about building and leading. And again, those are two different things. So building people and building culture are different. Leading people and leading culture are different. Those are all deeper levels in, in and of themselves of this idea of multiplication. So I believe that most of the leaders that are out there are plus people. They're either negative or plus. Very few are divisive and very few are multipliers. Most people are, you know, maybe they've been jaded. But let's just stay on the positive side. Let's say they're plus people. So plus people add value. And you hear that a lot, which is good. Adding value is great. Which means basically, hey, Steve, if you need me, just come to me. Ask me any questions. I'll add value. I'll help you. The difference between plus and multiplication, though, is that the multipliers are intentionally building. A plus person is someone who will add value if you come and ask, but it's up to you to come and ask. And so I just find that that most of the leaders in the world are maybe 75, 80% plus. Better than a poke in the eye, but not necessarily to the point of the 100x people that we're talking about. Intentional Mm. multiplying, intentional building. So let's walk through and talk a little bit about what that might look like from your perspective. I think, I I love that. And I think it's going to be so fun helping people unpack that differentiation between build and lead. But I think that the one piece that goes almost between those two, so let's assume you've got healthy. 
The thing that I think that a lot of leaders uh, don't do well is that actually they never actually spend long enough or spend enough focus on defining what is it you want the future to look like. So the though some people are very visionary, so they'll go there, but it's almost like, you know, you've been building a, you've been working on a, a farmhouse development that some people may have heard of as you've been trying to sell it to them over the last couple of years. And your house is finally being built at the moment, but it's very hard to actually build to have that intentional plan. And it's very hard then to lead day by day if you don't have a clear understanding, a clearly communicatable blueprint of what you want the future to be in each of those circles of influence. And I think that's one of the, you know, I think that's one of the pieces where that concept of organizational clarity, to actually be able to describe in a way, same principle, can an educated 13 year old understand what you're saying and can they share it with someone else? I think most organizations do not have a simple clarity of vision of the future. And if you don't have that, it's really hard to align the build and lead in the right place. So to, you, you've become an expert on architecture in the last year and a half at least, Jeremy, haven't you? And to, talk us through that blueprint design process, what that actually looks like, because you can't build and lead the day-to-day -day until that is clear. Otherwise, you end up wasting an awful lot of time and resource and you're always changing your mind as you go. Yeah, absolutely. So what happens is most people haven't thought about the whole idea of the blueprint, so they think leadership means you just come in and you just start leading. Well, what does that mean? That's why leadership is such a, it's so much jargon to go, a blueprint basically says, I want to build this. This is what I want it to look like. Well, most people haven't thought intentionally to even know what they want it to look like. So they just get in and start leading people, and usually that means yelling or that means challenge <laughs> with no support or what have you. But in this case of like, hey, this is the blueprint. So uh, Kelly and I have spent, gosh, I don't know how many hours working on this is what our house, we want our house to look like. Yesterday we walked out there and we're, we're just seeing the roof is coming together now. And both of us sat back and we're like, this is what we wanted. This feels so mm -hmm. good. Oh, I can totally see it. You know, and it's a work mm -hmm. in process. But that's the, that's the reality is like you have to take the time to lay that out. So the next podcast, we'll get into talking about building in as it relates to your team and what does that process look like, but also about your family. So you have family, team, organization. Those are all different, you know? So we have an intentional desire and plan for our family. Doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. You know, it's really interesting. A side note, we, yesterday we, were, we laid out uh, where we wanted some windows on our blueprint. As it's getting built, we were like, what were we thinking? This window is way too small. Why didn't we put a window here and that window is way too big? So we're now having to retrofit and make some changes. So it's not perfect, but it's way better than it would have been versus if we just got out to our plot of land and just started building. Can you imagine? Right? And so that's what oftentimes happens is leaders come and they start building things on the fly without an intentional plan. And so what they build is not necessarily that good. And um, so that, that's, a, I think, a, a part of leadership that most people probably haven't thought about. Yeah, and obviously that's, I would say that's one of the most helpful things we often have been doing with clients as giants is helping them clarify 
what do you really want to see happen? Because the other thing that happens is a lot of leaders have what we would call unconscious competence. They they kind of know what they want, and they can they know when they they know what it was when they see it. But if you can't communicate it to other people, it's really hard to multiply. So this idea that you can only multiply conscious competence, you actually have to make things concrete in order that you can begin to scale. So this, I guess it's that intentional versus accidental again, that you have to be intentional in multiplication and you can't be effective in multiplication if you're not prepared to do the work, first of all, to define what does success look like how do we actually build the equivalent of a blueprint, an architectural plan? Not that it is the only thing you'll ever do, and I love that point you made about the windows. There is always an element of the ability to course correct, particularly in a world which is changing so fast. But I think that a lot of leaders sometimes, we, we observe, feel guilty that they spend a lot of time working on that future piece. And our, our view would be, maybe it's just our preference, I think you and I spend, have spent over the last few years and still are now a huge amount of effort and energy, far too much hot air according to our spouses and some, actually continuing to refine what is the vision for our team, what is the vision for our family, what's the vision for the organisation. And I would say that that visioning values piece is at the very heart of what it means to be a leader. Because if you don't define, I often say that if you think vision and values are a bit like the crosshairs of a target, and we all know you Americans are better at shooting than us Brits, but holding those two in tension. So what a, vision is usually what are we trying to do? And values are, as we do it, who are we choosing to be? And a lot of leaders you know, are bigger on one than the other, but that piece of defining what the center of the bullseye looks like and holding that up constantly means as you build, and as you lead day by day, and as you deal with all the challenges and the chaos that comes from dysfunctional people and clients and all the things that go with it, if you don't have a clarity of what you're aiming at, it's almost impossible for leaders to hold true in the midst of the storm. So that piece of having clarity of vision and clarity of what you want to multiply, I would say is more important perhaps than I ever realized in the past, but I would also hold in that vision and values because some, some of us are really hot on vision and we kind of compromise values if we're not careful. Some of you are incredibly hot on values, but we may not always achieve everything we could. So we're back again to that support challenge understanding of vision values. Yeah, I Any think thoughts on that, the, the simple idea then of building is really important and it doesn't get enough headlines in, in leadership because mm. most people think, well, you need to lead yourself and then you lead people. But the building aspect, that visioning and having a vision mm for your family, having a vision for your team, having a vision for the organization is constantly building and changing, but it's set on a blueprint like we were talking about. So like to your point, because you and I spend so much time, people think we're changing all the time. We're not, we're basically continuing to build and add on to the organization. Hey, we've got here, now it's time to build the upstairs. Now it's time to build this, mm -hmm. now it's time. So we're working to plan. Leading is what you do day to day. Leading is actually implementation of the plan. So if you mm -hmm. don't have a plan, it's sure hard to lead. So <laughs> I, I think that's the, the big aha we're seeing here. Is so what is the plan for your mm -hmm. family? What's your plan for the team? What's the plan and the desired outcome for the organization? 
Then the leading is what you do every day, which is another reason we had the book 100X Leader because inside it, we give you tools so you know what to do on a daily basis. You know what to do with your team. Mm -hmm. So those are all factors that I think are really important. Mm -hmm. So as we look into this next series of topics, we're gonna go really deep in what's the blueprint, what is the plan for building your team and organization and mm -hmm. family. Then we'll get into then how do you lead specifically? And we'll use stories and we'll do the normal thing that we do. But that's our goal for you is to become really, really good at multiplication. But we're going to have to unpack it for you so that, that you really understand the gravitas of it. And um, different, as always, different leaders will have different natural strengths in certain areas. Um, one of the great challenges uh, for us is we're really good at architecture. We're actually, we love visioning and shaping and kind of blueprints. The skill of leadership sometimes is you as the leader can see where we're going three years out, but you can't actually share all of that in the moment to the people you're leading. You know what you're building. So that tool of discretion and discipline, which for me anyway, is always the challenge because my natural tendency is to want to test out the vision of the future and how we're going to build it by talking to lots of people about it and realizing that choosing what to share, when to share, who to share it with is another one of those fundamental skill sets of leading in the present. How do you actually manage people, manage culture in transition and change, holding intention, the vision, the blueprint, the architectural drawings of the future you're building with what actually happens in the today. So it's gonna be fun. As always, it's usually coming out of our failure um, and the things we've got wrong. But we always say that real wisdom is learning to make different mistakes than the ones that people have already made before. So if you can, if you can get there quicker, and if you can get to that intentional multiplication sooner than, than we did, then we'll be delighted. So to if you road. are ready for the journey, um, buckle up, uh, be a part of it with us. Thank you for all that you have, uh, have done thus far to really go after it. Uh, to all the 4 million fans that we have on this podcast uh, in our minds. Uh, no, but we really do appreciate it. We do ask that if you have a uh, friend or a colleague or someone that you want to go on the journey, then pick up a copy of the 100X Leader book. Um, use it. Um, it's, that's what it's there for. Uh, if you haven't done Giant TV yet, uh, giant.tv slash 100X, you'll find a lot of this content. And uh, that gives you 30 days free to check it out. But uh, until then, we'll see you next time on the Liberator Podcast. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening. That concludes today's episode of the Liberator Podcast from Giant Worldwide. You can find out more information about us online at giantworldwide.com.